Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Kings of the Rift, your source for competitive League of Legends news and opinions. Once again, I am your host, Gold Knight. It's been a while, hasn't it, guys? It has been uh, honestly crazy. I don't... 2020 was really something, and back here in 2021, we are uh, looking to get back into it, get back into... This whole thing we call podcasting. And honestly, just be, you know, good to go. So before I jump into the, today's episode, which it's going to be the same thing I usually always do at the beginning of this, uh, you know, this season, um, especially with a expanded everything this year um, and the different format and the way everything's going and the different teams and everything. I would like to just kind of say thank you for all of you who've been listening. Um, I was taking a look at the analytics before I jumped back in here. And some of you are still listening, which is amazing. Um, I thought after this long time uh, that no one else would be here really to to listen. So honestly, that's amazing. Um, this podcast is available wherever pine, Pinecasts podcasts can be found uh leave me a review if you're on itunes it honestly helps get this podcast noticed it is just amazing um and anywhere else you can find us make sure to follow the podcast so you can get updates when a new episode gets posted like when this episode gets posted you'd know so if you're on anchor you guys can also help me out and become a subscriber to the podcast it's kind of like like a Twitch subscription. Um, that's the best thing I can I can kind of attest it to. Um, I think there's different levels of it. I haven't really looked into it in a while. Um, but basically, you can just become a subscriber. You guys can help, you know, help me make this podcast. Uh, any bit of help is fantastic. And honestly, your support will help me keep making these podcasts. With, you know, with more money that I get in, more support, I'll be able to upgrade the setup, upgrade what I have for a microphone and all this different stuff, and they'll just get better and better quality. So today we're going to talk about the different little things that's going on in 2021. First off, we have the new format, which is going to be just crazy. Um, the new different, you know, the different teams in the just the ups and downs of, of the offseason. Um, and kind of just, we're going to take a look and see where I think things will end up at the end of the season. At the end of this 45-game season, which will be ridiculous. Um, so, honestly, guys, before we get into that, I'm going to throw you guys to the intro, and I will be right back. <laughs>
Okay, so first part of today's episode, we're going to talk about the new LCS format for 2021. Then we'll go on and uh, take a look at what the new amateur stuff will be. And then from there, um, after we'll do a little break, then we will go to our rankings and the power rankings and all that different stuff for the 2021 split season. Um, so we're going to be all as one split, two splits, but one season all together. It's crazy. So that's what the first thing we're going to talk about. So instead of being two different splits this season, we're actually going to be having a single season and it's going to be split up like it was before. However, spring split is going to matter. Um, we saw last spring that Doublelift said famously on broadcast, it's it's okay, he says. it's uh, Spring split doesn't matter. And then they ended up going, him and Liquid ended up going, it was like like 3 and 15 or something. It was they they ended up basically being ninth place. And they just came off winning four times in a row, which was ridiculous. Like no one else had done that. Four times in a row and and they were just able to just keep going. So they weren't <laughs> they they just kind of I don't know if they just slumped or if they figured like double lift had said that spring split didn't matter, and that this is fine. You know, it was fine for them to not do so well. So instead of that, what the LCS has done, the new revamped LCS, if you guys haven't seen this, take a look on the LCS page, the LOL Esports page, at the new LCS uh, logo. They've actually changed their colors up to this, like, purple this blue purple, I really like that color. It's a little different, and I've noticed a lot of people don't really like the um, the logo for the LCS now. I understand because I really like the shield for the longest time, and like the the I don't want to say dull. That's not the word. The simple, I guess you could say, um, the simple LCS on the shield. I loved that. That was fantastic, but. Right now, the LCS, the logo's different. Um, it looks, it's kind of diamondy, but I do understand where they're coming from with it. Um, it's supposed to be kind of flames, I think. It looks to me at least like some flames and some, you know, it's stylized. and it's, I think it'll grow on people. People really didn't like it when the LEC came out. They're saying, what the heck's this? This doesn't make any sense. But I really like it. The The LEC trophy looks exactly like the um, logo. And right now the LCS championship looks like the logo. So I think that's good. That the gem that's in the middle of the logo or of the, the trophy, that's what the logo kind of looks like, which I think is really cool. I think it's a cool little thing that they added on. But I digress. That's not what we're here to talk about. What we're here to talk about is the LCS format. Let's just take a look at the season at a glance, like what they say on the LBL Esports page. Um, they're going to start off with a three-week season kickoff. Um, it's going to be like a little kickoff tournament, 
and it'll just kind of be a, hey, let's take a look at who is the team to beat in 2021. Um, they've already drafted the format, or they've already drafted the um, the teams so far. Um, let me just see if I can find that real quick. That is the... Um, let's just see. That, that was... Just recently, they did the draft here, which was pretty cool. Um, I definitely like the idea of this lock-in tournament. Um, basically, it allows for people to um, allows for people to be able to kind of experiment and show um, show what their roster can do without having to worry about just kind of being um, you know they don't have to worry about losing a game or two and just being SOL. Excuse me. Um, so what we have here is we have Group A, which will be TSM, Team Liquid, 100 Thieves, uh, CLG, and Golden Guardians. And Group B will be FlyQuest, Cloud9, Evil Geniuses, Dignitas, and Immortals. So we'll talk about that more when we get into... Uh, 2021 and the power rankings after the break later. But I honestly think that this is kind of a cool little thing what they're doing. Basically, people are going to be able to earn... It says right here, they earn $150,000 for winner-take-all grand prize. Which is crazy to see. But that'll get more money in the scene. That'll get, you know... That's incentive, you know, honestly, it's, you know, you get a certain amount of, of money, I'm guessing, you know, and obviously it's different with each team. They're going to give them a certain amount or maybe not, depending on how everything is. Also, they're going to be doing, um, the spring split kind of thing is going to be basically, it's basically going to be what the spring split was before, but Everything all together is going to be just grouped, and that's fantastic. You're going to have a mid-season showdown, which is basically just the spring uh, playoffs, and that'll just kind of show who will represent the region at MSI, which is something that I hope this year we're going to be able to do. And it's the same kind of um, upper bracket, lower bracket type thing as it was last spring. So I honestly think that'll be good. I like the um, I like the losers bracket, and just able to um, you know get someone up to the finals without without having to worry about them just dropping out because they had one bad day. So I think it'll be a good thing for the league altogether, at least. Um, so midseason showdown, as we just talked about. And then the summer split, which is the summer split that's going to be exactly like normal, um, except for the fact that it will actually be a triple round robin. That's something we haven't done before here um, in the LCS. That's basically where a round robin is, for those of you who don't know, um, you've probably heard the term, but I don't know if you actually know what that means. A round robin is when the team, like Team A, let's say TSM, uh, they're going to go up against everybody in the league. That And when they do, like, and they're going to go randomly. 
Um, when they do, that's one round robin done. Then they'll go through that per that list again. Now, sometimes they do it where it's random round robins where, okay, well, I started off with, um, you know, it was TSM versus CLG to begin with, and then I ended my game, you know, I ended my season or the, the first round robin, sorry, with uh, TSM versus C9, for example. They sometimes will either even just kind of spread it out a little bit and, uh, you know, just randomly from that point, the next game not be just TSM versus CLG, but instead TSM versus Golden Guardians, who they played instead of eight weeks back, they're going to play, they're going to play this person, um, they're going to play that team, let's say three weeks later or something like that. But I digress. The triple round robin, I think, will be fantastic because that's a ton of games. And I think that'll be really good because a ton of games will be able to... Like, each each game that you're playing is not going to matter as much. Which, in, a, in the grand scheme of things, I think is actually good because you don't have to worry about... Um, you really don't have to worry about the, like, losing one game. You don't have to worry about, well, I mean, we should have won that game, and but we didn't because we decided to go, um, you know, someone aggressive in the top lane. Well, we can't do aggressive aggression in the top lane anymore because we just, we can't afford to lose another game. Because if you're not, you know, if you're not 16-2, and two, you're not going to make, you know, top bracket, or, you know, the upper bracket. Or however, you know, it's, I think, honestly, we're going to be able to see a lot more, a lot more games, a lot more experimentation. And honestly, I think it'll be fantastic. The, the bracket for the LCS championship, which is what they're going to be calling the summer, um, the summer finals and all that different stuff is going to be the same thing as it was before the upper bracket and lower bracket. Um, and honestly, I think that's still good. I think if you look at the way TSM played last last uh, summer, where they dropped out in the first round, people battled them their way back and make it to the finals and win. Look at that. That just shows you that the bracket, you know, the bracket works. Honestly, I think so. But then there's people who say... Well, we'll take a look, you know, take a look at how TSM did at Worlds. Take a look at how, um, you know, if we sent someone else, it would have been fine. If we sent Golden Guardians, it would have been fine or or better. Who knows? But honestly, I don't think there's going to be much that's really going to change um, in the grand scheme of things. I think there's going to be teams that are going to be, um, the teams that are strong in a normal season are going to be strong in this season. Um Unless for some reason there's some, like, I don't know, if there's some kind of just increased, you know, risk by them just not being able to, um, you know, get as many games, you know, get as many uh, scrims in or something because they're playing so frequently, then maybe that's when things will start to get a little hairy. But I think if TSM was going to win that match, they were going to win that match against... Dignitas one way or the other, whether or not they were playing, um, you know, in a 45 game season or if they're going to play in an 18, you know, in two 18s. So I really think that there's not much that we really have to worry about with this. 
Um, let me see what we have here. Yeah, and it just seems like, honestly, the LCS will just be different this year. But I think, altogether, it's not going to be, like, horribly different. It's just going to be a little, a little strange, a little just crazy. Because we're going to have... We're going to have so many games in the summer when I think a lot of people will be watching it. And hopefully that allows us to kind of level up a little bit more. Because that's one of the things I think we've not really done in a while. You know, we've been getting better, I think, players and better domestically and more challenging domestically. But I don't think necessarily we are more competitive on the grand ski on the grand stage. Um, this is obviously evidenced by the way TSM played. Team Liquid went 3-3, three and three, which this is like their third or fourth year of going 3-3, three and three, which is fine, but you can't really do anything about that. So let's for a second, we're going to break off here. That's, I think, what, that's, I think enough for the, um, the new LCS format. Not really much else we can say that hasn't already been said about it. But honestly, this I, I talk a lot on this channel. Um, if you guys don't know, if you guys are new here, talk a lot about the future of the LCS and where we need to be for amateur scene, where we need to be for the collegiate scene. I'm actually a collegiate coach for um, for a local college here in my area in upstate New York, and we, at the moment, do not have Call of, or not have Call of Duty. We have Call of Duty, but we don't have a League of Legends team, which is one of the biggest things I want to do. I want to be able to get a League of Legends team together, be able to show them what I know, what I've learned by watching so many just incalculable hours of League of Legends, and that's where I'm, like, really excited. So... I'm, I'm passionate about the amateur scene. I'm passionate about the college scene and where we can be. So, honestly, what they're doing in 2021 is they're going to be creating a new tournament ecosystem where the amateur and academy teams will compete against each other. So that's awesome. I love to see that amateur and academy teams will compete against each other. This shows that there's going to be players out there who are in some of those amateur teams that are better than those in Academy. And that'll showcase the talent more to the teams than, than anything else. You can play as many different tournaments, um, you know, third, you know, third party tournaments, all this different stuff, and just be like, eh, it's close enough, you know. Like, look, I, I beat these guys, you know, five times in a row. We're the best team in an amateur. But until you get seen by a professional team, you're not you're nothing. You're not you're not going to be anything. So I think this is a really good thing to see here. Um there won't be so let's see. So yeah, so basically there's going to be a um instead of an academy playoffs and finals, academy teams and amateur teams will compete for the same goal to rise up to a new tournament ladder um to compete in the final tournament LCS proving grounds, which proving grounds will be just awesome. I think that's a really cool idea. Um, there's going to be 16 teams that are going to be competing. It looks like there's going to be out of... 
um, Academy. There's going to be six teams that are going to be qualifying. So the Academy season is going to go through. And um, the top six teams will automatically qualify into LCS Proving Grounds. Um, the 7th and 8th will teams will qualify into t- the first Tier 1 tournament. And the ninth and 10th team will qualify into the second Tier 1 tournament. So basically from there you kind of you kind of do amateur teams and they're going to play in tier 2 tournaments which will then go into tier 1 tournaments where out of those top 4 teams of that tournament will qualify into proving grounds. The 8 teams that lost there will go into the tier 1 tournament the second one. And then the top four from there will go into LCS Proving Grounds. So as a recap right here, this is six plus four plus four, which is 14. And then after that tier, after that second tier one tournament, then you're having a third tier one tournament and you, it is the last chance qualifier. So out of those eight teams from this from the second tournament that uh that didn't make it you need to win this tier two tournament to be able to or is it sorry this tier you need to finish the third tier one tournament in the top two to be able to actually get into lcs proving grounds now the lcs proving grounds will be basically just a like a big, I think it's I think it's replacing scouting grounds, um, which will be great because scouting grounds was a little, I don't know, it was a little like interesting to me. I I thought it was kind of dumb, to be honest. Like I know it's it was great, and they changed the rules a little bit in the last couple of years where they said, okay, well you can't have. LCS qualifications. You know, you can't have already played in the LCS. You can't have already played in um, an academy team or something like that. And I think that was really good because then you don't have to worry about the... um, You don't really have to worry about the teams being full of, uh, you know, players who've already shown what they had in the LCS level and they just didn't make it. Um. I don't think there's a player at the moment who's like really good, but like went away for a while and then came back and is better or something. Um, especially at that lower level, I don't see anybody who is going in as a kind of mediocre support and then going back, you know, going to amateur grinding and then basically heading up to the, uh, you know, going back into Academy or whatever and just crapping on people. I don't see that happening really right now, but could be. Could be great. I don't know. So I think, honestly, this will be kind of different, and I think this will be nice. Um, there's going to be a lot of different rules to protect the players and to support the growth of the ecosystem. Basically, they're going to be, let's see, you can't sign any player that's um, that's so the minimum age for signing a player in this whole thing is 15 years old, which is kind of crazy. Um, but that's how you're gonna have to do it. 
Um, hockey does it a lot younger. <laughs> I, uh, I know that there is... Um, soccer does it for really not too much you know, younger than that. And then there's going to be like different parental consent rules for signing players below 18. So that's good. You get your parent, you get the parents involved, you get them, you know, so you can't just make a shitty deal because you're a kid and you want to play League of Legends for the rest of your life and then make a play where you're just completely, you know, or make a, you know, sign something that you're just is garbage for you. Um, basically then there's going to be any residence. Let's see. I'm going to take a look here. Poaching protections, which is fantastic. You need to make sure these players aren't getting poached by other players or by their teams. Um, because then it creates bad habits and great, uh, creates kind of a bad environment there. Um, and let's see here. Okay, so there's going to be negotiating trades and buyouts during this season, but amateur teams will not be required to transfer any player to an LCS or Academy Orc. So they will not be forced to, well, I really like your player. He's really good. You need to transfer him to me. You can't, you can't just, you know, I'm not going to pay you for him. You just, I'm just going to give it to me, right? So that's good. I like, I like that there's all these protections here that are really good to help kind of sketchy organizations or sketchy, um, not, I don't even know if they're necessarily being sketchy because they're trying to be sketchy. I think they're just sketchy because they're excited and they want to, they want to get the best player right now. So why would they wait? Right. If they're going to just say, well, no, you need to give them to me right now. They don't have to do that. The amateur teams don't have to actually do that. So, I think it honestly will help the amateur teams be able to develop talent as well as the academy and LCS uh, teams. I think that's going to be really something to help them kind of get used to what professional play will be. I honestly think that's going to be something that's going to be very good for the um, the amateur and the like, even collegiate level too. I think that will be something that's going to be really good for the scene altogether. We're going to get a lot of uh, talent, I think, out of this. But we need to still make the team, make the game bigger here in the United States. We need to make sure that there's a lot of uh, collegiate support for those who are playing college, um, college esports, as well as college League of legends. Just all together, I think there's going to be a lot of that, a lot of things that need to change, which hopefully with this um, backing from the LCS that this does change. But I'm going to throw you guys to a quick little commercial break here. Excuse me. Um, and we will we'll head on out over to the next part, which is going to be, and I want to play like fanfare behind my, behind my, uh, my voice right here, that we're going to be doing the 2021 Proving... Not proving grounds. That is so bad. Why did I just mess up right there? Uh, we're gonna be doing the 2021 power rankings for the spring and summer split combined new LCS format split. I think that'll be fantastic. Let's jump right into it right after this word from our sponsors. All right, welcome back everybody. And I am just going to take a look at 
um, what's going on for the 2021 season. Uh, first off, we're going to start with our lock-in groups, and we're going to take a look at that. We're just going to basically going to see where I think teams will end up and where they're going to, uh, how they're going to play this year. So, first off, um, let us start with the team known as, and this is just I'm looking at the LOL Esports standing page. Um, but the first team in Group A. So there's two groups, Group A, Group B, like I said earlier in the episode. Um, TSM is the first group here. And honestly, I think TSM will be will be an interesting team to watch. Um, TSM is going to be different. They're very different. If you guys haven't seen Double Left, left TSM, uh, Bjergsen left TSM, he's now their coach. While Doublelift has just went to streaming, I don't even think he's associated with TSM anymore. Um, there's been a little, there was a little falling out with the issue of, uh, sword art and all of this and wanting to actually play with sword art instead of playing with whoever else they were going to play him with. Um, I think his name was, uh, Flamingo or maybe, I don't know. Maybe he was on Flamingo. I don't know. But TSM was looking a lot different and they got rid of Broken Blade. The, and the only piece that stayed Another piece that stayed consistent was Spica. And let's just run through TSM right now. TSM is going to be Hooney in the top lane. Spica in the jungle. Your boy Power of Evil in mid lane. Lost in the ADC. And Sword Art in the support. Um, Sword Art coming from Suning who is the world finalist um, who ended up losing up against Damwon. Uh, sorry, Damwon Kia, I think is what it is. Damwon Gaming Kia now. Um, that's what Damwon is, uh, has turned into. So that's pretty interesting. But I honestly think with Huni Speaker, Power of Evil, Lost, and Sword Art, this team will be very different. Um, people might say, oh, no, I don't think so. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. But Huni being his Hooney self, um, he's gotten better, and I think he takes a lot of unnecessary flack for his um, for his role in the losses of some of the times when he was playing in uh, Evil Geniuses. I don't think he's as bad as they say he is. He can be very consistent. I just think he needed to do something in the Evil Geniuses like games to be able to do anything for them. Um, but I don't know. I think Hooney's going to be just, he's going to be Hooney. Hopefully we get SKT Hooney or Fnatic Hooney, you know, that style of Hooney instead of the, uh, just bad, I think it was Echo Fox Hooney, just like, just not good Hooney, you know, I want good Hooney, I want good Hooney back just for the, even the whole league. Like we need better top laners in the league and Hooney's one of them. You need to give someone like Someday, someone like Impact, someone like Alfari and Finn a run for their money. So then you go down to the Spica. Spica's great. You know, really fun kid. Really good in TSM. He's going to be, the, I think, the new face of TSM coming up in the future. Um, there's not much else I can say really about him. He's going to be, I think, one of the consistent members of TSM here. Um, Power of Evil, pretty much the same as 
Bjergsen not maybe as mechanically good as him in certain points. Um, but definitely, um, I think under, under Bjergsen's tutelage, I think he'll be good. And I think he'll be able to uh, maybe learn some things that he didn't realize he didn't know. Or maybe even just learn some of the killer instinct from uh, from Bjergsen. So then we go into the bottom lane with Lost and Sword Art. Lost, he was one of the best um, players in the um, amateur scene back here in summer. And I think even spring too. And Lost was really good. Um, Lost was playing... I don't remember who with Lost and Treats. Um, and they did great. They were doing fantastic. But of course, you know, they it was amateur. No one really watched it. And that was it. So Lost, I think, is being undervalued right here. I think a lot of people think that Lost is just going to be, you know, at best, he's going to be the next FBI or the next... Apollo or the next, you know, wild turtle or something like that. But like people, I think are seeing a lot of downsides of them because, Oh, well he has, you know, he's, he's a new guy. He's, he's not going to be anything that's really showing anything, but I think paired up with the sword art, um, sword art is great. He's, he's really, uh, he was really good with his shot calling um, back, I guess, on Sooning and, and all the different other teams he was on. He was on uh, Flash Wolves, I believe, as well, at one point. And that's one of the things that TSM has always been looking for, shot calling. But I don't know if shot calling is what you need in 2021. Shot calling just seems like it's maybe a, you know, a relic of a foregone age. Because I think you're just going to... Like, everyone should know how to play the game. They don't really necessarily need someone to tell them what to do. But I think it's good to have a strong voice to say, we're doing this, instead of saying, well, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to go here? Do you want to go there? So I think it's a good thing to have a strong voice there. Is Sword Art that voice? I'm not sure. But um, I'm going to put TSM um, in third. Let me get a list here so I don't double count people or double count teams or anything like that. So TSM, let's write it down here, is third. Let me do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. TSM in third. Okay. So then you go on and you take a look. Um, so this will be for just the regular season right here. And then I will go through the groups and we'll figure out, you know, kind of where what the group's going to look like, and then who's going to end up being the uh, the champion of the uh, of the whole lock in tournament. So TSM obviously third for the season. I think it'll be um, so. Next on my list here is Counter Logic Gaming. Counter Logic Gaming has changed a bit. Um, I don't necessarily think it's for the better, but it's definitely different. Um, so it looks like what, if I'm looking at the correct stuff here, it's all weird. Like their whole, like, their whole, like, what, I don't even know if their page on LOL Esports is correct. Um, 
I guess it is, maybe. So basically what they have is Finn in the top lane. Um, Finn, obviously, from Rogue from before over in uh, in the LEC. Then you have Broxa in the jungle, which Broxa was good, but was he amazing? At times, sure. He, but he, I think he had a lot to, um, lot to show, you know, a lot to like figure out here. So, um, then you have Poe Belter in the mid lane. Poe Belter, obviously, great, great player. Um, one of my favorite players of all time. You know, Poe Belter is a good, just a good guy. Um, and then you go to, it looks like we have Wild Turtle as their starting AD. Um, Turtle, obviously, famously on the uh, FlyQuest team, as well as, obviously, before he was on TSM. He was on all these other different, you know, he was on a number of different teams. And Turtle was very consistent. You know, Turtle doesn't seem like he's going to be going anywhere for a while, um, unless he gets, unless he really, really falls off. But he's a very good role player. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to play the game. So I think that's good. But I have either Smoothie or um, Hooks, which I don't know who's actually starting for them. It might be Smoothie. I would assume it's Smoothie with the more um, experience there being Smoothie. So I think that's, it'll probably be Wild Wild Turtle and Smoothie. Altogether, not a very strong team, I think. Um... So I'm going to have to rate them probably probably 8th. So let's let's draw them in for 8th. CLG. So the next team, my unabashedly favorite team here, um, at least of recent time. I did start off back in the day as a TSM fan, but I am now a Team Liquid fan. And Team Liquid, oh, it's changed, but it's also stayed pretty same. So, um, let's take a look at what we have here. Team Liquid is going to be in the top lane, Alfari. In the jungle, we have Santorin, one of the best junglers back in uh, the spring and summer. Santorin was able to get two finals back-to-back seasons. Santorin's really been just very consistent. Um, He's one of the reasons why FlyQuest was any good, I think. Um, Him and PoE probably were the reasons why they did anything. So then you go from the jungle into the mid lane, which obviously is Jensen, who Jensen's been great. Um, Jensen is now the franchise player here. Well, Jensen and Core are are pretty much the franchise players in the uh, in the whole team here at Team Liquid. Um, I think I'm going to, at one point here, do a little episode just on Team Liquid and kind of break things down um, as I am more familiar, obviously, with Team Liquid and probably with TSM and maybe even the 100 Thieves team. And, you know, I kind of want to maybe even break down all the teams in different episodes and kind of figure them out. So I think that would be kind of a fun thing to do. But digressing, Alfari, Santorin, Jensen... And then there's going to be Tactical and Core JJ, which obviously great players. Tactical has really shown up in his first split as a rookie. And honestly, Core is probably one of, if not the best player in the league right now. 
you know, could be disputed by, um, you know, a couple of other players here in the league. But I honestly think that it will be, it'll be hard pressed to find a better bot lane than Tactical and Core JJ. So I honestly think with this, that being said, I can see Team Liquid probably being, and this is, of course, I, I shouldn't have said my favorite team and all this stuff, but I can see Team Liquid being top, you know, just with the way Alfari plays, the way that Santorin is, you know, he's a good player. He got, he went to the finals twice in a row last season. Um, they don't seem like there's much cohesion to really worry about. You're just changing your top jungle. Um the core of, obviously, core, Jensen, and Tactical are staying the same. Santorin has known those guys, I think, for years. At least, you know, he's known Jensen for years, and he knows, um, you know, he knows of core because they've played against each other and all this different stuff. So I honestly think it'll be a good team. I think Team Liquid's going to end up there on first, at least with the, um, you know, pre-playoffs pre-tournament, all this sort of stuff. But honestly, I think Team Liquid's going to end up on top. So going down on my list on Group A, we do have the Golden Guardians. Golden Guardians took a bit of a lark. Not, a, not I guess not a lark. Um, that's not the word I'm looking for. But they kind of went, they kind of went weird this year. They decided that it was, they, they were going to really go back to what the Golden Guardians were going to be back when they actually started. When Loco was on the team, and or Loco was coaching the team, and High was on the team, and all this other weird stuff, um, where they basically said we want to do, we want to do a team that is North American, or you know close to that. We want to be able to develop talent, all this different stuff. So directly into the competitive scene is going to be Niles. Who's a who's a top laner from Maryville University, and his duo actually iconic. Who's also from Maryville, and they are great players. Um, I watch Niles on the regular um, on Twitch. He's very he's a very carry carry oriented player. Um, that I'll get into more in the the breakdowns of the teams um, in other episodes. And iconic just plays very well with Niles. He knows how he plays. So I think that'll be a really good thing to see um, these two play together here in the professional scene. Then you go to the mid lane, which is actually a Blaze Olive, which used to be a TSM player. Um, he's been playing with Golden Guardians for a while, I think now. Um, at least been in their their uh, academy scene. So he's pretty good. He's not, I don't think, the next coming of any great player, but he's... He's consistent, I think. Uh, it just seems like he, you know, he's good, but I don't think he's great. So then you break down and you go into the bottom lane. So you have Stixay, which Stixay is Stixay. You know how I feel about Stixay, if you've watched for a while. I'm not a big fan. Um, I think Stixay was good in um, the CLG team back in back when they went to MSI and got uh, second at MSI, and it was great. You know, it was fantastic. It was, it was a great time. But Stixa ever since then really hasn't improved, I don't think. He's not really shown me anything that really says, oh, got to root for this guy Stixa. He just kind of seemed like he's been very 
slow, very methodical and not even methodical in a good way where, you know, someone's planning on doing something and they do it. I think it's just they're planning and that's it. They run out of time to get the project done because they're studying for too long. And he's going to be paired up with Newbie, who actually is a player from, I believe it's Latin America, um, with a name like Leandro Marcos. I believe I'm correct. Um, but Newbie, I guess, is going to be a good player. Um, haven't really heard much from him. But I, I do, from what I've heard about Newbie and the rumblings and everything like that, I think he's going to be a good player. Um, he's at least he's going to be able to be in North America. He's going to be able to do something for the um, for this team in the support role, which might help Sticks A be revitalized, which maybe is what he needs. So it's possible that could work, but. I don't know. I think Golden Guardians is going to be pretty low on the list. Um, I don't think they're going to be at the bottom, which I think a lot of people think is how they're going to be. But I think they're going to be just above Counter Logic Gaming, maybe just below. So I'm going to put these guys kind of tangential to each other. Um, but I believe it's going to be Golden Guardians in 7th, either 7th or 8th, um, depending on how they play on a daily basis. So I'm going to finish up Group A right here, and then I'm going to step away for just a second uh, to, you know, get the throat all situated. Then we'll be back for Group B. So let's finish off Group A with a hundred thieves. Sorry, not a hundred thieves, but one hundred thieves. One hundred thieves is going to be basically Golden Guardians two. Um, that's what I like to call it because what you got was amazing. And they just decided, hey, what if we took Golden Guardians, took out Hansa, and put Someday instead? Does that sound like a good team? Yes, it does. So, starting in the top lane with Someday, one of the greatest top laners in the league right now. Um, could be fantastic, could be amazing, you know, still, you know, let's see. And then they decided to go, huh, I'm going to pick up Closer. I'm going to pick up Demonte. I'm going to pick up FBI, and I'm going to pick up Huhi. Sure, that works. That's that's great. I like to see that. I like to see these guys play really well together. Closer and Demonte, good friends in real life. They're, they're good players together. Um, FBI and Huhi, I think they're honestly the second coming of Rush Hour bottom lane. Of, um, you know, the core, you know, or bio lift kind of thing where the biofrost and double lift kind of thing. I think they're really, they're really great right now. Who he has made a, I think, resurgence as a support player. He was one of the kind of middling mid players um, when he was playing for CLG. And honestly, I think who he was just kind of, he was he was decent, but he wasn't anything to write home to. You know, he wasn't anything to say, "Hey, this is the greatest." You know, support. This is the great mid greatest mid laner in the LCS or anything like that. But I think as a support player, he honestly has showed up, and he rivaled I think uh, Core JJ in some of his plays, some of his um, just the aggression that he's able to pull. And the stuff he he knows what he's doing. He's a good player. He knows what he's doing. And FBI is able to be right there, following up, 
being able to just be there when he when who he needs him. So um, FBI is probably one of the best um, ADCs right now. Um, it's probably tactical FBI. I think is pretty much how how we're looking at it. Probably, you know, FBI and tactical at the top there, and then kind of from there it goes kind of back and forth between Zven and um, and and just kind of it floats. I think right up there is Sven, FBI, and um, tactical. Just kind of all up there. And that's good. I like to see young talent up there, and I like to see them taking you know taking the time to be able to be good players and and learn and that's i think where they're really at right at the moment so let's take a real quick second to assess this team here 100 thieves really strong i honestly can see them being fourth um i think that they're going to be able to i think push through everything and they're going to be able to um just show up and say, look, I, they, they could have been one of the, one of the teams going into not hundred thieves themselves, but golden guardians one, not golden guardians two, hundred thieves. I think, um, the players on hundred thieves were a win away from going to worlds. And that's fantastic. That's great. Um, and honestly, I think they deserve they just definitely deserve it. So I think it's really good to see where they're going to be going from here. Um, I think they're very talented, and I think they can end up here at fourth. So I will be right back. I'm going to go on a little, um, little break to rest my throat for a second, and I will be right back. All right, so that little break brought to you by water. Water is fantastic. Go drink some right now. I'm going to stop for a second and let you go grab some water. Okay, you got it? Perfect. Now put it in your mouth. Drink it. Thank you. Okay, so group B. We're going to start off with evil geniuses. And I'm just going by what the standings, or what basically the standings have on LOL Esports. Evil geniuses basically changed up a bit, but not really that much, I wouldn't say. So basically, they started off in the top lane. They got a brand new top laner in Impact, who Impact is great. I really like Impact. He's a good guy. Like fun, fun kid. Fun. He's like my age. A little bit younger, but still. Um, good guy. He's he's a fun player. He's very, very like uh, just strong, but not, not overly... I think flashy or anything like that. So he's could be kind of a rock in the top lane, I guess, for um, the side of evil geniuses. But I don't think he's going to be anything really explosion. Like, oh my god, this is great. So then they're going to follow that up with um, Svenskaren, who obviously Svenskaren is going to be their jungler for probably probably the foreseeable future. I would assume. I don't see Svenskaren really joining any other team. It doesn't really seem like there's any other spots for him right now. Maybe Golden Guardians if Iconic doesn't work out, but that's beside the point. We're not going to worry about that right now. Svenskaren's really good. Um, he's one of the reasons why Evil Geniuses did as well as they... I mean, I didn't know they didn't do great, but 
he was one of the reasons why they were winning when they were. Then they brought up back the Italian stallion, Jazuke. Jazuke, as they've always said, is a coin flip player. Um, I think if given the ability with Impact being kind of just a, a solid presence in the top, Jazuke could be very good in the mid lane and being able to get those, um, be able to kind of be kind of inting a little bit to be kind of just soft about it, um, to be inting or just playing kind of dumb and then impact is going to be able to come in and save, come in and be able to, um, you know, neutralize the problem, neutralize the issues or whatever. So I think Jizuke could be pretty good. Um, at least with the way that the, this iteration right here. Um, and then you're going to have Deftly and Ignar in the bot lane. Deftly, obviously, um, he was originally from Golden Guardians. I see him in Golden Guardians colors um, in my brain. So Deftly, good kid. He was, he was pretty decent. Um, he was the second coming for a while. And then he just kind of fell off a little bit. And it's just kind of, eh. He's just wherever now. You know, he's he's not great, I don't think. But he's not he's not terrible. He's not up to the level of FBI and Tactical and Sven. But he's, he's in that, I think, second or third kind of rung of ADC players. And Ignar, who was originally from the FlyQuest team uh, last season. He, Ignar is very... And this is just, like, the narrative behind him. Uh, Ignar is a, a playmaker. And with with Jazuke and his team, I honestly think Ignar can be really good. He can go into his t- into the top, or, you know, into the mid lane, be able to actually, like, get things going, which is great. Um, be able to get Jazuke ahead, be able to bail him out if there's something going on. Um, and Impact, of course, will be right at the top, just farming away and doing his own thing. So, I think altogether, Evil Geniuses is a solid team. I don't know if they're, like, going to be a contender. Um, but I would, yeah, I could see them being probably fifth. So, I'm going to put Evil Geniuses as fifth. I definitely can see them being, as I said, a competitor. Um, it's all... I think it's all contingent on the way that Deftly and Jazuke play. Um, I can see our friends over at, um, you know, over in the bottom lane, Ignar. I could see him being like a little inty sometimes, but I don't think he's actually going to be. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll kind of be, he'll, he'll be able to like work it out and just be okay. Um, he's, I know he's died a lot before, but I don't think he's really one to be the one who costs the enemy, you know, cost his team the game. So I think it'll be fine. So let's take a look here. And one of the hotly anticipated matchups, or not even matchups, but one of the hotly anticipated teams coming into 2021 is C9, Cloud9. Cloud9 is going to be different than it was last year. Cloud9 is literally just, it's, I don't know. I think it's crazy what they kind of did. Um, but I'll go through it right now. So they're going to start in the top lane instead of Licorice, who 
the cursor was great. I don't know what the deal was, but they have, I guess, more more uh, faith in fudge, which I think is how we should say it for now. And just faith in fudge, faith in fudge. Um, that would be a good chant, I think. Whatever. I got to go to the LCS studio and then start that when actually they're going to open. So fudge. Then we have Blabber, who's going to be, obviously it's Blabber, he's the the jungle faker, basically, um, at least here in North America, he's able to just basically be, like, crazy, he's a crazy good player, he does well when his mid lane is just ridiculous, and honestly with his mid lane, whose perks, Luka, you know, Luka Perkovics from uh from G2 the the leader of G2 basically coming over to C9 there you go like that's that's a great mid laner to be with blabber this team can be pretty strong and of course with Zen and Vulcan who like for last spring split Zen didn't die for like 10 games or something it probably was shorter than that but it felt like 10 games um and Vulcan right there behind him I think he had like one or two deaths whole time but i honestly think sven sven kind of played at the end of summer like he did on tsm um kind of not confident um he played very like just kind of i don't know shitty like and and, and that's not even me like flaming him i'm not trying to flame him or anything like that but i just think for sven i think sven honestly is just not the greatest bottom lane like he's one of them out there right now and if he plays up to the level he was back in spring of 2020 he could be obviously god like he could be godlike and vulcan obviously they paid him the big bucks for a reason he's a good player you know he's a really good player he knows what he's doing and he plays well with the team honestly i think vulcan is He's a laning support, but he also does like to roam a bit, and he likes to be able to, uh, you know, get his team ahead and be able to just kind of go from there. Um, there's a lot of synergy here, but then there's also the kind of unquietness of Fudge and Perks in the top and mid, respectively. Um, Fudge, I think they've played with before, the C9 team, but Perks, obviously... What can they really do? They can't really, you know, they haven't played with him a lot. Um, and it does take a little bit for the, um, for everything to be kind of ironed out. And that's how it is with every, with every new roster that comes in. Um, so party rankings, let's see. Let's see the ranking here. We have Team Liquid at first, TSM in third, 100 Thieves at fourth, and Evil Geniuses at five. Excuse me for that. Um, honestly, I think C9 has to be in second. There's no way that they get below Evil Geniuses. They could, if things don't go well, Cloud9 could be into third. But I don't think... I mean, they could even be first, too, if they're really, really good. One second. All right. And basically, I just think... Cloud9 doesn't have there's their like floor I don't think is as low as fifth. You know, I don't think they're gonna be as bad to go 
down to fifth and just like not do anything. Like, I don't think there's a way they get to fifth just with the off the merit of what they who they are. I don't think they go below that. Okay, so let's take a look at these at the next team, which I believe is it is it's Immortals. So Immortals is a team where I just I don't understand honestly. Really, it's it's something. Um, so they decided to go with Revenge in top lane, which Revenge okay, I. I don't know. I don't have really much to say about Revenge. He's not... He hasn't shown, I don't think, that he's been amazing. Um, but Revenge is Revenge. He's he's a player, and he does... He does decent, I think, you know, but he's not... He's not anything that's shining. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't give off of a vibe of, look at this, it's just going to be... He's just going to carry every game. Um, but they do follow it up with Xerxes, who's going to be uh, coming over here from the LEC. Um, Xerxes, he was kind of, he was all right. He wasn't, I don't think, amazing. But I think Xerxes was kind of, you know, he could be really, he could be really good here. He's one of the ones that I did res- really respect from the LEC. Um, one of the junglers that I thought was actually pretty well, you know, played pretty well. You pair him up with Insanity. Who insanity did fine last last split. He uh, he honestly just kind of existed, but he he knew what he was doing, which I think was really good. Um, you know, you can't say that for a lot of the players. Just sometimes they're just not just don't know what they're kind of getting themselves into. And I think insanity did. Um, Insanity's been a while, around for a while, so I think he's good to uh, to put on here and just kind of be like a little bit of a. A uh, little bit of an area where he can just hang out and just be fine. So then they have Rays, who is Rays is from I think, um, think LLA, the Latin team, I think. But I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Um, but Rays and then Destiny are going to be put together. You know what? Rays might be from the. Um, Os, I think he might be he might be an Osh Oceanic player, but either way, um, Raisin Destiny, I don't see them being, you know, a great bottom lane. They can be probably middle of the pack to kind of low middle. Um, Destiny has to I think really show up. He, I've heard his name pretty well and I've heard it in favorable light, but. Um, Ray's is kind of an unknown, at least to most, most North Americans. And he's really going to have to show himself to really kind of stand out amongst the, the players that we're going to have to worry about in 2021. So ranking them here, I honestly think there's a not, there's literally not enough in their whole like core to really, I think, rank them any low, any higher than, any higher than like seventh. Um, but I don't, I, th- I don't think they beat Golden Guardians. I don't think they beat CLG. So I'm gonna have to put them ninth. So I'm gonna put Immortals in ninth, and then we'll go to Dignitas. Dignitas is a 
cluster F of F, cluster F. I'm gonna just just say F because that's what I'm gonna just say. Um, then than anything else, there's been so many different like iterations and oh, is this the person that's starting? Is this I I, I haven't seen what actually is gonna be going on. Like I don't think I've seen who actually is playing and stuff, but I'll just start out and say what I'm looking at. I think right now is you're gonna have fake God in the top right now. Um, you're gonna have fake God, then Dardock. So fake God Dardock, not too bad. Dardock, good player, but not amazing. He I think has kind of at the end of his rope. Um, we gave him enough rope, and now he's at that point. So um, last chance I think for Dardock, but I think we've said that for for years at this point. Um, then you go into the mid lane, who's either going to be Saligo or Yusui. I would say Saligo. Um, yes, I believe it is Saligo because of the massive, um, <laughs> the massive hate that comes from Dom. I will dominate to Saligo. He just thinks that Saligo is not great. And I do agree with him. Uh, Saligo is not the worst player I've ever seen, but he's definitely just kind of, he's there. You know, he's not, sometimes he did cost his team the game, but that's what you assume from a kind of younger player who just doesn't really, who's learning still, I think, honestly. So you have Saligo, and then you go from there. And it's, I think it's Neo. Um, Neo as the jungler here, or not as the jungler, but as the ADC. Um, let me just see if I can see what Diggs' roster is going to be. Um, official LCS rosters. Let's take a look. Popping it up from Esports 1. Look at that, beautiful. Um, let me scroll down real quick. Yeah, I actually got that perfect, perfect. Um, so we have right here... Um, we have Fake God, Dardox, Saligo, Neo, like I said, and Afro Middle. That's fine. I'm fine with that. That's good, you know. Um, Neo, I don't know if I've seen him before um, in many different things, but I guess he's been on the um, Academy League for a while, so that's that's fine, you know, as long as I get him some experience. I think... This year for Dig, it's kind of a throwaway year, um, if not just a development developmental year. I don't think there's really much that you can really do to, um, you know, with with the core of your roster. I don't think there's really much you can do to kind of look at beating any of these other teams necessarily. Um, Afro is good. Afro can teach Neo things, teach Lego things. Dardot can help out. Um, but you're just going to basically be just vying for, you know, not last. But I think in my groups here, I'm going to be putting them last. They're going to be 10th place. Um, dig all the way down at the bottom. Digging themselves in a hole. And we're down to our final team. Our final team, um, as the way it said right here, was FlyQuest. FlyQuest is slightly an enigma. For me, at least. Um, I am unsure of really their power level. Um, Licorice, 
great player. He's their top laner. That's good. Licorice is a good player. He's one of the best top laners in North America. On this team with the with literally a whole new team um, that maybe he's played with two of the players is just, I think, crazy. Um, you have Licorice, then you have Jose Diodo, who's actually from Latin America. Jose, or no, is he from Brazil? Jose Diodo. Let's see. Let's look real quick. Jose Diodo. Jose Diodo is a player from, well, <laughs> um, LAS. He was from Latin America. Um, so that's good. I mean, I'm, I'm, he, yeah, he's from uh, Venezuela. Argentinian, that's what it is. He's Argentina. Sorry, I'm Googling things in the middle of our thing here. But Jose Diodo, good player. Um, really popped off at Worlds. People were like, oh, look at this guy. He's pretty cool. And then you go from there to Palafox, who is one of the up-and-coming uh, Academy stars. I think Palafox is a good player. Um, came from Cloud9 Academy. Cloud9 Academy is where you get talent, basically. And I think Palafox will be okay. I don't know if he'll be, um, you know, top of the barrel, but he'll definitely be okay. Then you have Johnson, who... Johnson was on this great trajectory to be like one of the better players in the league, um, at least with the rookies and everything. And then he got kind of caught up in the whole Dignitas mess down there. And honestly, Johnson kind of got lost to the weeds. So I think if he's here with Diamond, um, who's he's paired up with in the bottom lane, I think he could actually be pretty good. Um, I don't see Johnson and Diamond being a terrible lane. I definitely can see them being kind of a non-factor lane, but I don't see them being just repeatedly inting or anything like that. I can just see them kind of being, you know, playing safe, playing, you know, possibly just, you know, just to farm to let Palafox, Jose Diodo, and Licorice pop off. And then, look, we won the game. It's great. So I definitely don't think they're going to be amazing but they'll be okay now if you haven't if you've been following along at home and making the list with me um you're gonna notice there's one spot left that FlyQuest can go into and i actually do think this is where FlyQuest belongs that is in spot six i think FlyQuest definitely is a um sixth place team they're definitely middle of the pack um they could be great but i think the the great is outweighed by the question marks that I have here for Jose Diodo, for Palafox, um, even for Johnson. Um, Johnson was great, but I don't know if he's not like all there right now, um, or if he's if he really has that passion to be able to do the best. So I think honestly, as a rundown right here, we'll just take one last look, and then we'll head off. All right, so we'll start off with Team Liquid in the in number one spot. Number one, spot number two to Cloud Nine, spot three TSM, four hundred thieves, five evil geniuses, six FlyQuest, seven Golden Guardians, six Counterlogic Gaming. Sorry, seven Counterlogic Gaming. Wait, what? I'm confused. My brain stopped working. Six Fly, seven Golden Guardians, eight. 
Counterlogic Gaming, 9 Immortals, and 10 Dignitas. Honestly, that's where I'm looking at it right now. That's where I think is going to, that's how I think this, um, this season is going to go. We'll take a look at it in the mid-season, and we'll take a look at it at the end of the season, and we'll see where we really, where we really messed up. So, I'm going to head off for the night, guys. I appreciate everything. Um, obviously, I appreciate you guys listening for this long. This is going to be a big episode for the first one back. Um, if you did make it this far, that's amazing. Um, go ahead and follow me on the... Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on my own personal Twitter, which is at GoldNightGG. And if you like what you uh, heard today, go ahead and drop that follow. Drop a like you know, on on any Twitter posts or anything like that. And honestly, guys, I think that's enough for tonight. I will see you guys in the next episode, which should be coming out sometime next week. Let's take a look. It's one of my New Year's little goals to do, is to keep putting out episodes consistently, like I did back in the day, and we'll be good to go. So I, on that note, guys, have a great night. Have a great day. Wherever in the world you are, just make it great. It's 2021. It's a new year. Let's get it.